The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about data quality. Joining us is George Corajedo, who is the Chief Technology Officer at Redpoint Global, which helps companies transform their customer experiences across the enterprise and drive higher revenue. Redpoint solutions provide a remarkable unified single point of control where all customer data is connected and every customer touchpoint is intelligently orchestrated. And today, George and I are going to talk about data quality awareness. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with George Corajedo, the Chief Technology Officer at Redpoint Global. George, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Nice to be here. Appreciate it. Excited to have you here. Excited to talk to somebody who resides near where I went to college. You're out in the uh, outskirts of the Boston area. Hopefully, you're not freezing your butt off still. We're recording this in early February. You doing okay? Yeah, we're doing really well. And I survived my fallout on the uh, driveway a couple of days ago. So I'm thinking it's all good. From what I remember in my college days at Boston University, falling onto the ice is a rite of passage. It means that the winter <laughs> has been survived. And often companies are in a snowstorm themselves when it comes to managing their data. Boy, what a transition. <laughs> They're seeing little bits of data that falls down from the sky and they all kind of look the same and then they pile up and they're not really sure how to manage it. And often it comes down to a quality issue. How do you figure out what data you're getting? How do you make sure that it's not accumulating in the wrong places? Talk to me about how Redpoint thinks about data quality awareness. Well, we think it's a really critical element in being really efficient and effective in using your data. There's a tremendous amount of value that's captured in data, but only if you transform it into usable forms and data quality is part of that process. We find that getting the data to that quality state, and we often talk about perfected data, but getting the data into that perfected state is just one step. The second step is to communicate how good the data is, how ready the data is. And we find that many business folks will stake potentially a big decision, a promotion, or even a career on a decision. And they want to know how effective or how confidently they can take a bold decision on that data. And that's what we do. We make the data perfect and then give them visibility into the quality of the data. 
So since the launch of Segment, I feel like there's been a new industry that's budding that tackles some of these problems, which is the CDP industry. I thought that the idea was we're taking all of our data, we're coming up with uniform descriptions of what each metric is, we're compiling it into software that then reconciles it and allows us to have perfect data at all places at all times. You know, are CDPs falling down on the job? What's the reason why we still have these data quality issues or need to focus more on data quality awareness? The fact is that CDPs certainly were focused on filling a need that marketers had to have access to their data. But the problem or the shortcoming is that CDPs are generally novel technology, and they skipped a number of the really hard and important steps like the ingestion, the hygiene, the normalization, all of the steps, the standardization, all of the steps that it takes to get to that highly tuned and high quality data. Typically what they do is that they will go through a process of identity resolution, but they do that by using external reference files that often don't get updated more than quarterly. What we do in that's different than most CDPs is that we actually do the entire process from raw data ingestion, all of the processing, the hygiene, normalization, standardization, the completion, formatting, everything that has to be done to create the reference file quality data we do, and we do it inside of the customer's database. So essentially, we create a reference file out of the customer data where the CDPs only bounce that data off of those reference files and leave it up to the companies that provide the reference files to do the data quality. So that's where the big gap lies. So let's put this in some layman's terms. I'm running a marketing-driven business and I get, I don't know, clicks from Facebook. I get clicks from Google AdWords. Google Analytics tells me how many unique clicks and how many unique visitors I get. And then I get some site traffic from my database that says how many people are visiting the site and I get conversion data out of that. But what Google calls a click is different than what Facebook calls a click, which is different than what shows up in Google Analytics, which is different than what shows up in my site metrics. So tell me the, again, sort of in more layman's terms, the difference between CDPs and what they're doing and what Redpoint is doing that helps me reconcile what each individual marketing channel and then my internal data thinks is actually happening. Sure. So what we do is we reach into the sources of the data. So for example, in the Google example, the source of the data is the behavior on the website. Instead of going through Google Analytics to get summary information, we're actually tracking at the individual level and then accumulating the actual behavior for individuals and responding to that specific individualized behavior. And the other aspect of what you were describing there of the examples you used between what the data means in these different domains, that's what we call normalization, where we take the data and maybe it's called conversion in one source and conversion in another source, but they may mean entirely different things. We resolve those differences and only bring them together when they actually mean the same thing as opposed to just be labeled the same thing. So we reach out back further than the CDPs, and then we also go out further in the other direction. So we're kind of a superset of the CDP space. 
So you're not only aggregating the raw data, what you're calling is normalization. You're basically making sure that the definitions for each metrics are, are unified as well. So for the companies that aren't using Redpoint, that are working with a CDP, there's the notion not only of what is data quality, but awareness. So how do you realize when you have a data quality problem? Well, you've got to pay attention to that. And that's a really difficult challenge for most marketers today, because whatever processing is happening with the data typically is happening in the IT organization. There's not necessarily any direct communication between marketing and IT. And we actually have a client that traditionally would actually call the folks running the marketing database to just say, hey, did all the jobs run last night? What we've done is looked at all of the dimensions of data quality, and that's everything from whether the update jobs kept their schedules to whether different errors might have happened in the data, whether the trends on data quality are continually improving. We look at match levels. We take all of the different dimensions of data quality we display them all in a dashboard, and then we give business users tools to actually be able to curate the data, improve the data with recommendations and indications of what they might be able to do, even if it's just as simply as asking the consumers for corrections on their address. They can recruit all that information and steadily increase the quality of their data. But like anything else, if you don't measure, you don't know where you stand and you don't know if you need to improve or not. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What stuck out to me is... The idea is like you're calling somebody that works in IT for small companies, you're not dealing with this problem, and you're asking them if the jobs have been run. So there's so much data that's processing that things are happening in batches. And I think that the average marketer assumes that data is flowing in real time. How do you build that understanding of, hey, what's a batch? 
how do I know if the batches are running? Like, how do you understand what the sort of flow of your data is to then recognize if there's a problem or, you know, if you have to call the data ghostbusters? Well, this is also an area where there's a lot of misunderstandings between some of the sales pitches and what happens in reality. So there's a lot of data that comes in batches. There's a lot of data that comes in in real time that flows in event data that's coming in. And we're doing real time analysis on that data to make sure that you can take action on it. But lots of companies, lots of CDPs will receive data in real time. The trick is whether you can update your golden records in real time so that you can take that data that you received 30 milliseconds ago and actually process it through and deliver it to a marketer in a way that they can immediately use it. And that's what we are able to do that we think is fairly differentiated because capturing the data is one thing, but actually processing it into the golden record is entirely another. So you've done data process, data quality for obviously a large number of meaningful organizations. How big of a problem is data quality? Is this the average marketer's data is 10% incorrect, 20? Like, how do you quantify how bad the average pre-Redpoint Global customer is in terms of their data? So it's interesting. There's two aspects to this question, the reality and the perception. If you look at surveys, most surveys that ask people about the quality of their data, they'll actually say it's much higher than it actually is when it's tested. So there's often a misperception in where the data quality is. And typically most organizations, and often they're embarrassed by it when we talk to them, they say, well, our data is really bad. The truth is it's a ubiquitous problem. Everybody has fragmentation as a major impediment to creating a customer experience or a, a great customer experience. And fragmentation just means that you've got data in all these different silos where you don't necessarily have access to it and you don't have that consolidated view. So that's a big issue. And then the perception of it is a problem because people, if they don't feel that they have great confidence in their data or it's questionable, then they're going to revert back into intuition-driven decisioning rather than data-driven decisioning, which is the very point of digital transformation. It's all about using the data to make your decisions. So that awareness of the data quality is almost as important as the data quality itself because you have to have the confidence to instantiate those decisions in the business. You ready for a stretch of a metaphor? Sure. <laughs> I think of what you're talking about and the sort of understanding of data quality. It's like leftovers. Everybody assumes the leftovers in their fridge they're fine. They're pretty good. I could eat them. And then if you look closely under a microscope, you could see what's actually growing on them and you realize that there's a problem. But most people don't deal with it until something blue is growing or till they start <laughs> to smell. But in reality, if you're paying attention, if you put your leftovers under the microscope, if you actually pay attention to what's happening with your data, it's probably worse than you think it is. Yeah, that's a stretch. But yes, that's correct. And <laughs> When people start paying attention, and it's a very common reaction when there's a mandate to be more data-driven, to start focusing on data-driven decisions, suddenly you're paying more attention to the data. Now the question starts arising, well, how good is this data? Can I really 
trusted to make a bold decision. Can I make a controversial move here and know that it's going to be right if I'm relying on this data? So as the awareness grows and the data-driven strategy imperative grows, that question around data quality just continually increases and it couldn't be more relevant. And that's why we focus so much, not just on the data quality, which we've done for 16 years now, but also the communication and the surfacing of that data quality, not just in a single dashboard, it's actually available across every application in our platform so that no matter what application you're touching the data with, you have a trust index there that will let you know how trustworthy the data is for any individual purpose. Your marketing is only as good as your data, and your data is only good if you're paying attention and you're aware of its quality. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with George Corajedo, Chief Technology Officer at Redpoint Global. Join us again tomorrow when George and I continue our conversation talking about how you can achieve superior data quality. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about George, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is redpointcto, that's R-E-D-P-O-I-N-T-C-T-O, or you could visit his company's website, which is redpointglobal.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.